opinions expressed on ACV Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sports Roundtable. My name is Bob Branco for episode 311, dated Monday, October 23rd, 2023. Before we continue, let me introduce our sports spelunkers. Peter should be proud that I'm adopting his term. (laughs) Anyway, we have with us right now, Peter Alchil. Welcome from Coos Bay, Oregon, where I think it's the last mild day we're going to get for a while. Um, It's supposed to get colder tonight, and then the, the rainy season will start. It's all coming this way, Peter, the mild weather. We're going to go to Indian summer. Well, Don Wardlow. Well, hi there from Jersey, where it's starting to get cold. And it's going to get colder as the days go by. Oh, I thought you were going to get the warm weather like we were going to get by the end of this week. Don't know. Not as far as I can. They're talking, mid, they're talking mid-70s. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. All right. Uh, Reverend Michael Garrett, are you with us? I am. And uh, welcome, everybody, to... Uh, very nice, eighty-six degrees, Missouri City, Texas. Too hot. And Luther, Luther King, are you with us? He is not. Okay. Before we continue, and I believe we have a special guest on the line. Is Mike Caps here yet? I am indeed. There you. Are. I will be introducing you very shortly, Michael. I will definitely welcome you to our show, as I've thank always you, done. But I want to take this time to thank those people who make it possible for Sports Roundtable to be made available to the public. We start out with our media outlets. Thank you very much for airing us when we do. Also, Tom and Lynn from Rosie's Place Chatline. Thank you very much for posting our programs on bulletin board number 14. We appreciate that. I also want to thank Raymond Gay, our producer, for making our show available to the public and to... uh, do a quality job editing. I also at this time want to thank Jacqueline Sylvia of JS Web Solutions who archives our shows on my website. All you have to do is go to www.brancoevents.com, click on in perspect click on Sports Roundtable Podcasts and you will see a bunch of archived shows from latest to earliest. Merci, Jackie. At this time, I want to say hi to Rick Troiano of Florida. Thank you for listening to our show. We really appreciate it. And we also appreciate Desi, who is our host for today. Desi, thank you once again. I know you hosted before, but thanks once again for taking the time to be with us today. We appreciate it. Back again for another appearance, we have Mike Caps, radio announcer for the Round Rocks minor league baseball team. Michael, welcome back. Round Rock Express, the AAA affiliate of the Texas Rangers in Austin, Texas. You must be a happy camper today, Michael. Texas might win the pennant. Well, you know what? The the deal about that is we were also the Astros for several years, including 2019. We had Jordan Alvarez and those guys. 19 former Express players are playing in this current series. That's fun. That's amazing when you really think about it. It is. It's And both teams are in the ALCS. 
Yes, and uh, I'm still not accustomed to Houston being in the American League. I'm not. Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> Is it because been, of 2017? Ye, no, no. This this all got started. They they came in in 2013. The Astros did. So this oh was, no, but I'm talking about the scandal. Uh. The, the Houston scandal and all the yes yes I I, I know but in what context I'm I'm missing the context here. Well, I know that there are a lot of fans. Well, first of all, I don't. First of all, I disregard the scandal. That was then. This is now. Houston is a very good team. I agree. They really, really are. But some fans will look at the scandal and not want Houston to win anything anymore. Now that might not be fair. I agree. I I think it's terribly short sighted. Uh, you know, Altuve and and maybe two others uh, were on that team in '17, and so it's 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 turned itself over like most major league clubs do, and for certain most AAA clubs do. And and look to me, uh, that ought to be way in the past. The way this game evolved so quickly, anyway, and and why anybody even gets caught up in that. Uh, think of some other more. Um, erudite ways to criticize your fellow man or player than that 2017 debacle. That's over. You're right, Bob. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. You are absolutely correct. I think we should just enjoy baseball, enjoy what goes on on the field. And by the way, I think this is a very good series right now between the Rangers and Astros, and it's going to go seven games. Well-deserved, by the way. I agree wholeheartedly. I'll tell you something else that really uh, is becoming apparent to me. I grew up on the Houston Colt 45s, okay? Uh, At age 11, we finally got Major League Baseball, my age 11, we finally got Major League Baseball in Texas, and it it opened a whole lot of doors that I never would have had a chance to have opened anyway. But the bottom line is, is this rivalry, when Texas came in in the early 70s, it was, yeah, not much of a rivalry. They were in different leagues. Maybe they played in spring training. Maybe they didn't. Right here and now, what we've seen in this particular series and in the season series, these two teams, we're developing our own little niche uh, rivalry, much like the Giants and Dodgers started in New York City way, way, way back. Now, we got a long way to go. Uh, in terms of number of games played in years and all that kind of thing. But this is knockdown drag out. This is like Houston against Dallas, Fort Worth. And there's always been that chippy, chippy, almost sometimes nasty rivalry between the two. And it's played itself out on the field pretty well over the last couple of games, you'd have to say. Yeah. And, 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 and unfortunately for Houston and, even though I'm from Fort Worth, I'm a, I'm, I've always been an Astros fan because they were sure. first. Right, first. exactly. And, but uh, but uh, uh, unfortunately, Houston doesn't seem to play well at home this year. And so I'm really concerned about this game tonight. <laughs> is yeah. it true that none of the home teams in this series have won a game? That is correct. correct. So what, yes. do you make, what do you make of that? You know, I mean, it, it's a it's a rivalry series, and home field usually means something in in playoff series, and it hasn't in this series. What do I make of it? Yeah, if anything, I make of it as as two teams 
that hold a pretty uh, interesting, I don't want to use the term hate, but maybe it's become that. And, and I think that they've both overreached and perhaps tried too hard and not allow relaxation to take over at each at bat. Watch, watch tonight. You see more intensity on the faces. I study body language from three floors, four floors up as I broadcast baseball games. And I've been doing this for almost 30 years. And, and what you will learn is when you watch and you're able to follow body language and it, it, you see a whole lot of stuff that, that you go, wait a minute, this guy's wound up too much, or maybe he's not wound up enough. And that's just, just a casual observation that I've made over those years. And, and um, talking to some players, you sort of, you, you sort of get that feeling that they're really, really so deeply involved, maybe too much. So that's, that's the way I'm reading this. So, to, so it's whole field player. Go ahead, Michael. I would say that the Astros believe that, you know, their, their attitude is we've been here before. So they, <laughs> they, they say, you know, they're very loose. They're, it's a matter of fact kind of thing. We're just going to go out and, and play ball. Uh, they think that their experience will bring them through. But for some reason, when I pay attention to the games, they, they're, they're not hitting like they normally do. They're not, they're not uh, making the plays that they normally do at home. And, and so it's, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how they come out and perform. Uh, pitching is not as crisp and 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 uh you know accurate well michael let me add something to that because i I agree with you just having watched this very intently over these last few days um you got to remember when when they're they're talking this way uh altuve has been relaxed and has hit the ball well so has bregman uh, and so has Abreu. Abreu's really stepped up for them in this series. Those are three veterans who've been down many, many roads. But yet his you back, have his back is better. He had a back injury. Exactly, all year. exactly. Uh, but yet you have Jeremy Pena, who was you know the guy in the in the World Series last year for them. Uh, you have just younger guys throughout their lineup, and. I just watch them and see some young guys who are just petrified during summit bats. But if anybody can bring those guys through, it's 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 Altuve and Bregman and and and, and Abreu. They've just been phenomenal, all three of them. I'm, what I'm, about Tucker? What about Tucker? He's five. Tucker's, for- Tucker is of he's emerged big time. Not in this series. He's five for 35 in this series. Oh, I understand that. But I mean, as far as what he's contributed to the club, I mean, he, I rank him right up there with Alvarez Uh, and Altuve and Bregman. Alvarez is an animal to himself. We had, we had Alvarez and Tucker here in 2019 and Alvarez had something like when he left to go to Houston, he, he had been in 54 games. He had 28 home runs, and he'd driven in like 65, 70 runs by then. Tucker was not quite there, but you could see the vestiges of it coming. Tucker, look, 
these guys are going to be all stars for years to come. They really, really are. And they're and one of the things that has always stood out about the caliber of player we have coming into AAA from from Houston or from Dallas, uh, from from the Texas Rangers, tremendous young man character wise, and that plays so well in major league clubhouses because you can see teams that all over the place that don't necessarily have that and clubhouses fall apart. Character holds them together. Alvarez, uh, Tucker, uh, the kids, the really young kids coming in to the Rangers now, tremendous character, young guys. And it's, it's so fun to watch them grow up at the AAA level and see them succeed here. Uh, you, you realize 19 former uh, express players are in this series in the 2011 World Series, we go back, uh, you had Rangers and Cardinals, 44 guys either played for the Round Rock Express or played at Dell Diamond. So these are guys that we followed and watched and watched grow up with great, great enthusiasm, not only for the great players they've turned out to be through the years, but the the wonderful guys they've turned out to be in communities when they retired and uh, giving back to the game with money, with their own presence. And it's, uh, I am really, really fortunate to have been here the whole time the Round Rock Express has existed. And it's, it's just fun to watch them. They're just tremendous to watch and to, and to talk to and deal with. And uh, a 72 year old like me learns from 27 year olds all the time. And it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it's a blessing from above that I get to do this. Hey, Capra, what about, guy, what about the tech? On the Rangers is uh, Carter. Kevin, oh, Kevin man. Carter. He's got speed. <laughs> oh, man. Hi, Luther. All right, yeah, guys. Yeah, Evan Carter. I'll, he's I'll been, name he's three got speed. players. Who, I'll name three. Uh, Evan Carter Spores is another one who's come out of the bullpen. Josh Jung. Yeah. And, uh, of course, of course, Garcia for a couple of and years Gar- already. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I – um. I wish more more of us older people learn from twenty seven year olds. I think it would be a, a, a valuable a valuable. It's, thing. it's a survival instinct for me. I mean, <laughs> it's like, but it's it, but it's a beautiful thing because I still hear from kids who play for us in the first team we had in two thousand, and so that's a. It's just it's it's just beautiful, and it, it, yeah, and it, it, I I wouldn't know about things like the bump or some dances I never heard of if I wasn't wandering in the clubhouse. Every day. <laughs> hey, Cabra, no, what, what about Maldonado behind the plate? Like, do you, do you think at some point he, I mean, cause I know they took him out for a key spot, but I know he's a catcher behind the plate, but do you think maybe they need to get his back going a little bit for well, tonight's game? Yeah. I, I think all of their bats better get going because it, it, they're going to need some help. And, and listen, to me, and I, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, uh, of high heat on MLB radio. And right. But but uh, he made a great point today, and that is that for Scherzer, this is going to be a legacy game for him to pitch. Mm-hmm. And he had trouble uh, with his command the other night, and I I, I just got to think. He's going to come out firing on all all uh, cylinders. Not only that, uh, he'll they'll they they will. I promise you, they will have a quick hook for him mm-hmm. if things are going well. They can't I afford th- to get behind. I think both managers are going to have a quick hook. I think so. this is it. 
I think, yeah, I think this so. This is it. And both Mike, Mike guys- I have a question. Mike Caps. Now, do, <clears throat> it, will history be made tonight if Texas wins? Because now you've got seven games where the visitors won. Of course, it's going to be history. And, and, and that never happened before. In other words, that's right. And 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 yeah, the it, nineteen World Series it, the same way. Yep, exactly. Seven it, road teams, seven winners, seven seven. Right. Yeah, and, that was the and I want that, and I want that so so bad. But I am just <laughs> very afraid that the the how do I put it the the coach and four horses has turned into a pumpkin and some white mice for Max yeah, Scherzer they, and I don't know who they got behind him. Do you? Do you? Uh, well, um, it's all hands on deck, pretty much. Whoever Martin Perez, any good? Both, John Gray can Martin Perez, they've not used, and I, I'm I don't know why. You know, he was a starter originally. He went to the bullpen, didn't like it. Um, has he even? I, I, I'm racking my brain to think. I don't. Think I don't think so. Matter I don't of think fact, I don't think he's even pitched in any. No, I don't think so. And I, I'd be really, I'd be surprised if they went with him. But um, you've got what Montgomery's on three days rest now, or two days rest, and yep. oh. I guarantee you they'll line him up. Sooner than later, um, I don't want them to get deeply into their bullpen. And I'll tell you, if it comes down to the closer, I'm still scratching my head in that at bat to John Singleton the other night, and he tried to pitch, throw soft stuff, and he walks the guy, and that leads to a three-run homer. And uh, 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 Jose Leclerc, we've had here. He throws 97, 98. What are you doing with 88 mile an hour sliders to this guy who hadn't hit since October 1st? I don't, I mean, like, I what? mean, he got him to pop up, didn't he, last night, right? Or struck him last night. Yeah, but he walked yeah. him the night before. Oh, Friday. Yeah. Friday. Whiz. Yeah, well, I'll be listening. Three, had a three, had a three, two count too. Sure did. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I'll be listening tonight. I'll oh, be listening I'll tonight on WLXG. And I'll be listening on my MLB game. I'm listening to the MLB game day audio pass. I will tell you what. Listen, turn your ears to the southwest. Those of you who live north and east of me, because. If that sort of thing happens, you're going to hear it all over Austin, and I would assume <laughs> it, would hit, it would hit the ionosphere and ricochet back down. <laughs> Mike, it's it's, it's, it's almost, right. Mike, it's almost about as it's almost if they if they lose this tonight for the Rangers, it's almost going to be about as worse as Cowboy fan. I can only imagine Please. Rangers who have had so many years of being so close, yeah, and then yeah. to lose like this, yeah. Yeah. Well, but but here's my comment. I mean, I, I was I was curious. Um, uh, you know, the Rangers were awful last year. I mean, of course they, they were awful. They were terrible. But you know, I I'm curious to, to get your take on what made them improve so drastically from to the point where they really might make the World Series. Bochi. Great question. Great question. Luther hit it a bit, but it's Plus not the signings that they made. They've got oh, a big great time. middle oh, yes, infield yes, now. Yes, all of that's there. But you realize the last two managers they've had were not big-time Major League players, nor had they won at the Major League level. 
Bruce Bochy has only won three World Series, children. Bruce Bochy, what, what we're doing, <laughs> we're taking the emphasis away from managers who were basically uh, numbers guys and analytics guys, and you got a veteran guy at the helm. You got a veteran guy in Mike Maddox, who, by the way, not only was a pitching coach for the Rangers before, the pitching coach for the Cardinals, and he pit, he was a pitching coach for our double-A team in 2000, 2001. Here's a guy who's been down the road. The same yep. thing with Dusty Baker. Guess mm. what? I don't care what anybody has done analytically. If you didn't play at the level that these guys played at, you, you, you can succeed, okay? But you, you don't have the respect in that dugout you need day in and day out to know the skipper is going to help you figure out a way out of the jam you're in. That plays so well with veteran major league players, and it plays especially well with the Evan Carters of the world and the kids coming up who've been bouncing back and forth, which, by the way, Josh Boers has been bouncing back and forth mm-hmm. and now has caught fire in the playoffs. And he's been huge, and he's a great kid. And I get to sit and talk to him many a time. I'm just – I'm the most blessed person you guys know. I just I, – I am. Just to get hey, that. Tabber, it, it doesn't surprise me not one bit because you and I have met before. And every day I see when you – you know, when you were here, came here, you just loved what you did. And, that, and that's the biggest well, thing. But the thing is, let me follow up with you on this real quick. We talk about, you know, analytics. Everybody says analytics has its place. Yes, it does. But it sure. seems like to me in this series, like I was telling a friend and a few other folks who would listen, that this series is probably going to be the best series out of all of them. And it's gone as far as it can go, as I expected. Agree. Seven I games. I mean, I agree. I agree. You, can't, I agree. you can't go any better than this. But, the question, but here's the question I really was going to bring up here. Why is it that a lot of these teams that are not in the playoffs are like, oh, we got to go analytics. We got to go analytics. Like, does it work for any of them? It didn't work. Why did it work for Tampa Bay? Of course not. They got two in barbecue before they could even get out of the wild card round. So, why is it? Wait, wait just a second. uh, Yeah, go ahead. It works well in the regular season. But you're managing not only for the regular season. Obviously, you got to win to get someplace. Yep. But they don't have it lined up. And and Ke- again, Kevin Cash is one of my guys. He mm-hmm. caught for us in that 2011 season before he got off into the managerial ranks and uh, coaching ranks and that sort of thing. Uh, and he's he's a brilliant kid. He's one of the. I sat on a bus with him from Austin to Oklahoma City one night, mm-hmm. six hours, and I got schooled. I got <laughs> baseball school and he, but, but, and here's part of the problem. Okay. They got guys, they can, they can take guys. And, and, and I've seen Kevin cash do this. He takes guys that everybody had thrown away. You can look at several of those names on that Tampa Bay roster, the 40 man roster. They were, they were, they were just denigrated. And then they came back and they kicked butt on uh, in the regular season. Not so much so in the playoffs. They're just not – when you don't have the big money to spend on the veteran free agents like the Rangers do, you don't get that that push that you need to make it into the playoffs and have a long run in the playoffs. 
I hope Tampa Bay can figure it out because I like those kids. Oh, so uh, do I. I mean, what, what about a, what about a guy like a Terry Francona for the for the Guardians? I don't know if he, I think he retired after this year from right. He did. Yes, he did. So, what do you think the Guardians got? Like who? Like how how many teams do you think like Guardians looking for a new guy? Do you think they'll finally say, okay, we need to keep analytics, but we need to get a guy that's been here. That's kind of a baseball lifer that can take these kids and mold them into a winner. Who do I think they'll pick? Like, like who, like if you, if you were sitting in the G in the uh, manager's chair with the guardians right now, who would be like on your short list that you would go with? That's a guy kind of like a Dusty Baker, Bruce Bochy, guys like that. There's there's no nobody that age I think they could get. Okay. Right. Let, let me let me give you two names. Okay. Uh, Will Venable. Oh. Who is the associate manager for the Rangers? He worked for the Red Sox. Yes, yep. he did. And uh, Will Venable is another one of these kids that has come through our place and and then Let's 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 think a little bit more here. Give me one second. Uh, mm-hmm. it'll come to me I, I, Will Venable for sure. And hey, kids, Kevin Cash was a bullpen coach for the former Cleveland manager. Uh, Kevin you Cash. Talk, Kevin you're Cash. talking about Gard uh, Hire? No, he was twenty. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the guy who's retired. Oh, oh, Francona. Francona. He was do, you, do you think do you think Cleveland would go after that? And and if they did something Why not? like that, here's Wouldn't a question you? though. Of Wouldn't course, you go but, after Kevin Cash? I would go but, after Kevin Cash in a minute. But my question How about is Sam this. Fold? How Sam about Fold. Sam Fold? As a manager? He's a gen- we're not talking about front office. Oh, okay. No, no, Sam Fold. Listen, Sam, that, there's another kid who came through here uh, playing against us. And uh, look at Look at what he's done in Philadelphia. Fantastic. And they're one way from the World Series. They could punch their ticket this afternoon. Yes. They're playing right now. You, that's a great name, Bob. Sam Fold is just the best. He, what, about, what, what, what about what about what about um um who is that guy that's on the not David Bell, but maybe Phil Nevin? Maybe. What does does he do you think he deserves another chance at it? Sure, he deserves another chance, but now um what he he's not gonna ring. He's not gonna ring uh, as strongly as as the other two I'm talking about. I, mean, I, may, I may be wrong. That may be the guy they're gonna hire. But uh, and, and you and you know here here's the thing about here's the thing about Phil. Mm-hmm. If you follow the soap opera that is the Angels. Oh Jesus! I don't think I, I don't <laughs> think you could take Casey Stengel or any of the great <laughs> managers of all time incarnate. And win with that bunch. They've not been right since Mike Sosha. I mean, let's just be honest. Oh, that's here. right. That's right. They've not been right since they got rid of Mike Sosha. And speaking of Mike Sosha, if somebody called Mike Sosha today, how quickly do you think Mike Sosha would love to come back to MLB and haunt the Angels? Well, I don't know him that well. I've only met him a couple of times, but but um, you know, if he's missing it enough, Bochi came back. You know, dollars talk and opportunity talks. Sure does all the time. And, it, and it's uh, uh, Mike. Before we invite participants to come in and talk to you as well, I wanted to get your take on the Arizona 
Philly series. Where do you think that's going to be heading? And who do you think is going to win the World Series? Uh, look, if it's me right now, my money is on the Phillies for both. Um, me too. I me like too. how the feel. I like how they're and, playing. And I'll tell you something, people. I, I, I bet you I read seventeen different pieces uh, from around the country. Why is Kyle Schwarber leading off? Well, here's my reason. Kyle Schwarber, again, another kid that played against us uh, for the Iowa Cubs. Kyle Schwarber gives you a legitimate shot. If he's leading off on the road, he gives you a a legitimate shot for the home team having to chase them. Yep. And that just night in and night out, I mean, that has bound a worn out uh, the pitchers for the Diamondbacks looking in on this. The Diamondbacks, to me, are shy, some starting pitching. They're yep. shy. They're they're shy, some outfield arms. Mm-hmm. Now, the outfielders run like deer, but they got pop gun arms, in my opinion. Um, but they're going to end up – they're going to end this, especially this Carroll kid just – Oh, he's, he's going to be special. I was a speed Carol. guy in college, and, 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 and I know what that is, and it makes a difference. It makes a difference. And 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 Corbin Carroll does that, but here he, you know, they figured out a way to keep him from from killing them, like mm-hmm. he killed some people. I'm still. People say, "Well, weren't you surprised by the Dodgers?" No, because we watched the Oklahoma City Dodgers sure and what they ran pitchers up and back and forth because they had a bunch of pitchers hurt and a bunch of position players hurt, and and I was stunned that Arizona swept them until I really started looking at the numbers. And especially, I mean, we we faced Walker Bueller in a in a uh, in a rehab start in Oklahoma City late in the year, and there was no way to get him going in time to help them. And it's going to be, you know, it may be the first he may be six weeks in uh, before he's allowed to pitch with any kind of velocity because he he was he was eighty seven, eighty eight on his slider and ninety one, ninety two on his fastball when we faced him. So they they've got trouble and but but back to the back, back to the original question I am just absolutely convinced that um Rob Rob Thompson another veteran guy mm-hmm. and a veteran bench coach and everybody on it they know what they're doing they've got some veteran guys and I'm telling you I it, 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 when I first saw Schwarber as a leadoff batter I'm going nuts I can't believe it. what are you doing? what are you doing? And then what he, well, here he is, he's taking him off about 20 pounds around his middle. His hands are quicker through the zone. He it, it was it 460 he hit yesterday, day before. It was a blast, almost 500 feet. Yeah, into, flower, into the upper deck. You got Bryce Harper in there and and, <laughs> and the, the bullpen for them. I mean, I mean, Zach Locked down nails. Oh my lord. I, I mean, um, I'll I'll be stunned if the Phillies don't win. Hey, look, like, you know what? You know what that you know what you just reminded me of? Remember when Tony LaRusso would do that? He would yeah. put remember yes. back when he had the openers, yes. he would do the same doggone thing. Lead yep. off dude with some pop at the top to scare the no living criminy no out of a picture. Yes. Absolutely. Rob so, Thompson's so doing let's, the same uh, thing. Let's invite some of our participants to ask Michael Caps a question or two. Get them involved in our conversation here on Sports Roundtable. Desi, do we have any raised hands at the moment? 
We do not have any raised hands right now. Oh, well. So if, oh, if, feel if, free to if, interrupt if us somebody when someone just does. This, please. So I, I want to go back to a, a conversation we began to have and got derailed um, from my perspective. And that's sort of the tension between analytics versus sort of the old school style of managing. And my annoyance with this conversation is it's either one of the, either people are on one side of the issue or on the other side of the issue. Uh, and it's, you know, and it's either, or it can't be one or a combination of both. And I'm really curious to know what your take on this is. When does analytics work? When does it not work? You, you mentioned that it works better for the regular season than the playoffs. I, I just, anything you'd like to say about that, I'd be, I'd be welcome to hear about. Okay. Uh, and then Luther, you jump in because you know a lot about this too because we talked about it on the phone. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Here, here's the thing: uh, I am a big analytics guy, okay, mm-hmm. for what it is, <laughs> and and there's tremendous value in a lot of those numbers. Where I cross paths with them is when I hear stories, uh, most confirmed that a front office person who is an analytics genius is actually uh, telling managers who to put in a starting lineup. That happens. I got a real problem with that because why, I mean, why do they even bother doing that? Because they can. And because the owners have spent a gajillion dollars allowing this to happen and this is what happens when you have a manager. I, I, I have no way to prove this, uh, but this is what I believe. When a veteran manager such as Bochi takes a job, I would be willing to bet you, and I tell you, I swear on a stack of Bibles, nobody's ever told me this happened, but I would be willing to bet that Bruce Bochi said to the front office of the Texas Rangers, I will do this job, but I will not accept a lineup from your analytics staff. I would be willing. I've to heard these discussions before. In fact, I heard it about the Red Sox that Alex Cora is taking his instructions from Heim. In my opinion, what do you need a field manager for? Let the front office manage if this yeah. is what they want to do. I don't believe in that, Mike. You're right. I don't, I also I don't agree have with a major that either. Problem. Bob, I have a major problem with it. So, Mike, you said the word telling. Is that sort of an ordering or is it sort of a suggesting? I mean, I'm sort of curious. The language here is important. It's and orders, you don't know. Is, is, it, is an ordering thing? Uh, yes. Okay. It, can, it has it has happened. It has happened. Yes. Okay. I, yeah. So where, I, I, so, but I love it. Look at I love some of the stuff I see, uh, and 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 it makes sense. But. You know, they took away the shift this year. Mm-hmm. But what you had was, and I can't tell you how many hundreds of times I saw this happen, you, the, the infield defense would be playing a hitter to pull. In other words, if it's a if it's a left-handed hitter, they're playing him uh, stacked as far as you can go over a big hole on the left side of the infield. Okay, you follow mm-hmm. my, you follow my word picture. Yep. And, and 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 how many times? I saw this year some hammerhead, uh, I guess under orders, swinging away, trying to pull a ball down the line when they're stacked that way. And you got if if you push it hard enough down toward third in a bunt attempt, you're on second base. I mean, because it's going to take them a while to field that ball. Thank you. Welcome. Exactly. 
<laughs> I get a little, I get a little well, passionate about this. I mean, so. well, I mean, th- I mean, what was it? What was it last night? I saw what was one of the batters, the Astros or the Rangers, try to bump that thing third base side. If he would have, if he would have lightened up just a tick, that he would have got an infield hit out of it. Well, there you go. That's my. Point. He tried. He tried. He just wanted it a little. I'm like, if he takes about a half inch off that, drops it down the third base line, they ain't catching that. Because they're so far behind the bag, swung all the way around to the right side, and they left the whole left side wide open. Oh, we can, I can go off on analytics all day. I just don't want to get bogged. <laughs> so like, I, I want to ask uh, so another question. I think I heard you say that analytics don't work as well for the playoffs as the regular season. If, in no, fact, no, you no. said that. What's no, that? No, that's not what I said. Okay. What I said was uh, it, we're talking about Tampa Bay. Yep. Right. And, and they they're huge analytics and and they've got a manager that is absolutely able to manipulate them his way. Well, what happens is when when you overdo it against a veteran manager, he's going to know exactly how to come at you. And and they just have not had the success because they don't it, it's not just about analytics. It's only it's that's a partial deal. It, it, to me, Tampa Bay is is one, two, three big time money players away from being able to go deeply into playoffs. Their their kids just don't hold up um, the way some guys that are signed by the Rangers or or by the Phillies or the Astros. Astros, yeah, it, it it it's just that's that's Peter. It's just partially that way in terms of of uh, analytics, but it's 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 bigger. The fact that they don't have the funds to really sign big time veteran free agents, and that stadium, that ballpark is not conducive to bringing big time guys there because people don't show up in Tampa Bay like they do at other major league cities. And if you don't have the revenue and you don't have an owner that is just really a multi-billionaire, you're in trouble in a situation like that. And that's where they stand. So uh, you, 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 you raised another issue for me, which has to do with how, how important are in-person fans to today's version of baseball when it comes to finance? It's what I've been hearing is that it's more to do with sort of, TV revenue, these fancy TV packages that people get. And I'm, I'm guessing, but don't know for certain that Tampa doesn't have the TV packages that people say in New York or Boston or California or even Texas have. Is is that how, you know, uh, I know fan, they don't draw well in Tampa. I, I get that. But how important is that in, in sort of financial life in, in, in baseball? Okay. So this is strictly my opinion and I'm a triple A guy. I've done right. major fill in. But this is just observations from a 72-year-old who's been around a while in this game, and, and it's this. Um, the overall numbers are going to fluctuate, even in big cities, for fan attendance. The television packages are huge and, and a big motor-driven up uh, baseball's in the end of baseball's heart. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Those guys, I mean, obviously it's huge because the TV networks are giving us baseball games 
at times they know they're going to draw max audiences. We'll never see, we'll never see a weekday World Series game like when I was a kid and my dad would bring a TV set down to fifth grade class and we watched the World Series because <laughs> that, 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 that just happened. And and it, that, that's never going to happen again because the numbers are already proven out. They do tremendous amounts of, of, of detail work on finding out who their audience is, uh, the makeup of the audience, the size of the audience, audience uh, preferences. Um, the only thing that I worry about long-term about any of that is the bent we are in now in, with, with a gambling situation because mm-hmm. it, that that's a big worry for me for many, many reasons. But TV revenue does drive a huge amount of it. And um, gosh, it's it, it's a crazy, crazy business that way. But they always want to draw as many fans as they can draw. Because, I mean, do the numbers on what it costs for a ticket now. And do the numbers on what it costs for a beer in the ballpark now. Mm-hmm. They, got, they, got, and all that. That. they got a merchandise is huge, Luther, as you know. And yeah. the, the thing is. And, par- and don't forget parking. To get just to get into the parking lot for the stadium. That's right. On how, and that's one right. thing I was going to ask about, well, two part two things actually. What about what about the Rockies manager Bud Black? Do you think a team would jump on him? Ooh, well, that's a yeah. I would. <laughs> I would. And and let's think about it. How how many teams you would love to have a guy that's been a pitching coach, worked through the system, has been a player, been there, done that. Yep. Yep. And good point. Also, do you do we think the numbers sometimes are a little bit more inflated than they actually are? When they say these numbers are like the highest ever. Like, how do we know they're the highest ever? Well, they're supposed to be keeping what numbers? The the attendance numbers. For 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 like TV watching compared to, you know, how many folks are in the park. Well, that's that's two different kinds of animals. Yeah. And having worked in the television news business for years, I probably don't know as much as I should know about the way it is now because I haven't been in that industry in 30 years. Uh, but I will tell you this, it's huge. And uh, if you get caught lying, I wouldn't want to be the person that are get caught lying doing that. Uh, I just exactly. I just don't think that's, uh, that's a big issue. I, I think they're pretty much straight away in the big leagues. Now I can tell you, you know, it doesn't always happen that way in the minor leagues, but again, that that's their, that's their team's own businesses about the way they run it. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that just happens in, in life. But the bottom line with all of it is it's all about revenue and TV to me is the big dog and, and TV and merchandise that's why you see so many merchandise is why you see so many different kinds of uniforms now. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just, and it's like, I, I was, as a kid, <laughs> it's crazy. It is. But, but as a kid, I was always amazed at uh, how you could never get a real major league cap until I picked up my first copy of sporting news. And they had a little ad from a company in, in, uh, in outside of Boston. And for three bucks, you could get whatever team hats they had. 
And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. That was almost that was almost as good as as the Houston Colt 45s coming to Texas when I was 11. I mean, <laughs> so Peter, I'm sorry. I just I wander and, and no, no. I I, <laughs> I I love your answers. I love your meandering. Uh, I mean, the, the, I, it, it, it's really wonderful. I, I appreciate it. This is why I, well, we, I'm loving being on here. I I loved it the first time I was on here. Look, you this know. is this is why we do this show because people you know, People, well, people. well, yeah. Well, not only that, it's like we, when we talk through when we talk through stuff like this, we somehow accidentally stumble on stuff that we're not even supposed to stumble into. But yet, here we are. And That's we're always you, you've you, you've been heard us without a guest, but we we do this all the time. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I, I am perfectly comfortable. <laughs> so, but I want to I want to sort of continue this sort of conversation because right. you know well, I, I am do that. I wonder do we have any folks to get some hands up here. Before we pick this combo up, Desi, oh, yeah, I, I have more questions to ask. Yeah, if but Desi, if, if people raise their hands, interrupt us. Yes, please. interrupt us. Please. Yeah, we, are, we might run everybody off. We, I, <laughs> I absolutely will, but so far we have not had any. See what I well, said? If we do, please, yes, interrupt. Oh, it's it, it, it's not you. Trust, trust. No, you know, <laughs> nothing to do with you. So, uh, but see, I, I guess my my concern about this whole thing is that. The sort of in-person fans, the sort of day-to-day fans who sort of drive the the interest in, in a sport, especially baseball, are being sort of distant dismissed. You know, the money's coming from TV. The merchandise that you talked about can be ordered online. So the <laughs> average person going going to a stadium, the prices are make, are out of reach. For I mean, I'm talking Major League Baseball. Minor League's different. Major League Baseball, the prices are out of reach. Who can afford a $15 beer, which is what it is in last year? And, and, and about 30 bucks a parking yeah, I mean, into the stadium. It, it's crazy. I mean, who can afford that? I mean, if you, you know, so it, I just, I, I, I fear, especially in baseball, that we're losing fans in part because of the disconnect between, you know, the way money's being made and the sort of average fan. Well, but you, then you look at, at the playoffs and you see and you say, uh, "Wow, what uh, this place is packed." It's true. Sure. Yeah, no, it's yeah. packed for some reason. Hello, we're here. Hello. Yep, it's packed yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I'll well, I, you know, but pl- playoffs playoffs always do that, right? I mean, you know, it's, especially you know. the teams that are in it. Right. I mean, think about it. You got you got wild card games. You got divisional series. I mean, is it me or is it going by faster this year than I can remember? Because the World Series is going to start on Friday. The two winners that win tonight, especially Game Seven, and possibly we have could be a clinching Game Six or another Game Seven on Tuesday. One way or the other, the World Series is going to start on Friday. So at least for the first time in a while, we're going to get a few games in before the end of October. And if Arizona should win, which would take a win to both today, they and, win tomorrow, today and tomorrow, then you'd have as we speak, by the way. Then you then you'd have a, a both indoor World Series, which would be the only time without Uh-oh. without it being twenty twenty. But the only way that happens is if the Astros win or the Rangers win. And well, Astros well, one of those two teams right, is that win. can't help it. That's definitely gonna happen. One of them is one of them will and be, I'm but then the question's gonna be Will the Phillies be the team that keeps this game outside? Right. Because if not in, in, in 40 degree weather or something. And what I'm afraid of, since since we, Mike was taken out, what I'm afraid of is that the Phillies will be the same deer in the headlights that they were last year when the Astros basically 
beat you know, the snot out of them. Right. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah. Well, look, look you know, are what? they going to beat that same deer in the headlights? Let, let's just call it what it is, Don. They're not built for inside. They're a team that's built to play in the elements. They're built to play in 40 something degree weather on a, you know, on a Sunday night for a game two. Or if they, you know, do Friday, Saturday, travel day, you know, travel Sunday and then play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in either Texas or Houston. I don't know if the Phillies are built for that. I guess I guess my comment to that is and, and help me, Mike, on this one. Oh, here he comes. Mike's There's Mike back. back again. Oh, is Mike back? <laughs> yep. Go go ahead with your point, Pete. Yeah. Uh my my thing is my my sense is that the Phillies Hello, you, I'm back. Here, yes, here you are. Hey there. Oh. So we were talking about this World Series again, and uh, the, you know, and the, and the fear that you know the Astros took apart the Phillies last year. Uh, and my sense is the Phillies have gotten better this year, and the Astros have gotten worse. I mean, the Astros for a while wasn't clear they're going to make the playoffs at all. Uh, well, they, they, well, remember it came down to the last day of the season. But also remember this: like I was telling um, Don and I, we were talking a second ago. Are the Phillies built to play in a you know, if they keep the roof closed, it either at Globe Life Field or, or at Minute Maid Park. Are they built for that if they because, have to play? Because I think the Phillies are built for their ballpark. But but are the Astros built to play in 40-degree weather? I mean, it cuts both ways. What, well, what do you who, think well again, who knows? We'll find that out if the Astros should win tonight. Same thing with the Rangers. The Rangers like to do the same thing if Philadelphia wins. I'm back. I hear you, Mike. We hear you. Well, sorry. Uh, uh, we're doing some construction work up uh, in my ah. wife's office. And ah. so I'm downstairs and uh, <laughs> my dog's begging to get fed and my cat stepped on the computer. And that's what happened. <laughs> oh. You can't, can't make this stuff up. He has the. Hey, hey, I, I get it. I'm an 85 pound guide dog Labrador who's always <laughs> wanting to eat. So, you know. <laughs> He's got he's got the animal menagerie in his own house. <laughs> we got uh, yeah four cats and a pup. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I don't know if you heard the conversation, but I'm curious to know what your take on sort of this whole, you know, Philly, like, you know, whatever. Are the Philly are the Phillies built to play indoors? And you know, it, depending on what Rangers Astros, if the Phillies win, now if the if the Diamondbacks win, it really won't matter because wherever the World Series is going to be, the roof's going to be on the ballpark, so it really won't matter. Well, I think the Phillies can play. I think if you took them out to that old ballpark the Atlantic League used to play in, at Campbell Field or whatever it was, it's probably been destroyed. They could play on there. They could play. I mean, teams that can play can play. Sure. And, and, and you know, it. everybody's going to be it, – it's it, – oh, gosh, I wish I had a nickel for every time I'd get in and do a discussion when we used to play up in up – <laughs> In Des Moines or in in uh, Omaha, and it's oh, your factor is fourteen below zero. Yeah, everybody's frozen, and you can hear them in the dugout cussing the weather. <laughs> like, come on, but 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 you know what? Those turn out to be some of the most adamant fans in the world because they get about eighty eight days of summer, and they're out there. They don't they don't care. So so, but players are the same way. They understand that that. They're going to play in bad weather sometimes. Are they built for it? I don't know if any team's ever built to play in 20-degree weather to play baseball. Uh, but, gee whiz, 
It sure is fun to watch. Ain't it though? Especially, especially in a, can't you, there's some of these, God, just go crazy about some of these games, man. Uh, And I'm trying to think of how far, it seemed to me like it was, um, I'll tell you what it was. It was in the uh, World Series, Mm -hmm. 2000, Mets and Yankees. Oh, man, that was a series. (laughs) <laughs> I ch- I had a chance to go to to a game in Yankee Stadium because I lived in in Midtown Manhattan in those days. <clears throat> and I will tell you, um, look, I was raised in the cattle pens in East Texas, and I know hot weather like I know the back of my hand. Right. I can't stand to be cold, and I was probably out of that probably had what forty five fifty thousand people there. I will guarantee you. Whether those people thought they were the coldest or not, I was. <laughs> so, but the players don't. The players just have a different mindset about this stuff, and it's beautiful. They go, "Hey, we all have to do it, so we just shut up and do it." So, <laughs> that's hey, Cap, I think there's difference in football more than baseball. What do you have? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. no okay. question about it. Yeah, I think hey, Cap, when you when you said you went to to the to the uh, old ballpark before they put Yankee Stadium three, is there a night and day difference to those? I mean, because I know now that they have the suites and all that stuff, but what was Yankee Stadium two like in two thousand from when you were there? It was starting to show where from when it was refurbished, you know, at night in the mid seventies. Yep. Start to show where um, the, the aisles were really narrow. The seats were way more narrow than I remembered. And I had a chance to go to, to Yankee stadium as a kid in 1964, I guess. Um, and it was, it, I was just so mesmerized by the whole thing. That was when the, it was like 450 something feet to left center field. And the whole, it was all completely different than, than that Yankee stadium too. I, I just was blown away by the whole thing. But when you, when you get right down to it, um, you're a kid and you don't know much when you're an adult, you can't drink enough beer to stay warm. That's, <laughs> and I wasn't bringing flask in there anyway. <laughs> um, Couldn't even bring a bottle in there if you wanted to. Oh, if, if, if anybody been passing the passing the uh, the old bourbon bottle around, I'd have sure taken a slug of it. But yeah, Jack Daniels <laughs> Me and Jack <laughs> works every time. Every time. Works every time. <laughs> So I, I, I agree. I agree with Mike on these these players. I believe when it comes time <laughs> to play uh, the, the 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 Astros or the Rangers, uh, if they have to play in Philly, I believe they'll. I believe they'll play. Uh, oh, they're gonna play no matter what. Yeah. They, I mean, as Cap as Cap said a few seconds ago, these players today have no fear. No matter what no. the weather is, no matter where they play, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna show up. Even if they have to play on the why parking lot. Why, why don't we go around the room and predict the two World Series uh, contenders? All right. I'm going That's to start it. first. I'm going to go Philly Rangers. Peter? How, how many How many games, though, Bob? How many you got? How many Philly games? and six. Okay. Philly and six over the Rangers. What about you, Peter? 
I'll, um, I'll pick Philly, Houston, and I think uh, Phillies. I I agree with Mike. I think the Phillies are the, the better team, so I'll pick Philly in I don't know six or seven. Luther, Phillies, Astros, and it goes the distance with Astros winning in seven. Michael Garrett. Ooh, I like. Thank you, Luther. But you're welcome. <laughs> look, and look. Here's the thing. The only reason why I picked it that way is until you know the Rangers can show me that they can do it, which I'm not saying that they can't. But until the King of the Hill gets knocked off, I just got to go with it. Until other I'm gonna, guys, I'm, I'm going to go with my heart, and I'm going to go with Phillies Astros, and and I'm going to agree with Luther Astros in seven. Now what? And now God. what? Uh, this isn't uh, this isn't what I like. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's the it, it, I see the Phillies winning their side of it, and I'm afraid they'll be the same deer in the headlights they were a year ago in Houston, and and it'll be a much too easy win for Houston. And I hate it. I hate to have to say it, but there it is. <laughs> and Capper, what do you Capper? think? Well. Since I'm going to be made to do this, <laughs> and since I have friends, since I have friends not only on your panel, but <laughs> in, who may end up listening to this, you don't know what kind of a, a tightrope I'm walking here. That's true. I've got, yeah. I've, got true. And, I've got mommies and daddies from <laughs> Rangers and Astros. I can't win here. No, you can't. <laughs> okay. You're, you're just stuck in Philadelphia and, and you, and you uh, sized up the whole issue. <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. What, 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 what I think will happen is Astros over the Phillies in seven. What I hope will happen is that. Nobody that I know from e who parents of players currently will listen, and I can get away by saying, uh, in my heart, I hope the Rangers win at seven. I really hope I hope the Rangers do because I hope Eric Nadell, who's gone through a lot to get back, can get his first championship. Yeah, oh, remember twenty eleven, folks. Oh, when, that when Texas summer. had that series in the oh, back, and then and David then, Freeze, and, and, uh, and then the Cardinals. My God, that 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 was. A I think series. it was Dave. Was it, it Luther? It, it, was it, it Freeze? Was, I think his name was it, Freeze. Okay, it was, was David Freeze. It was it was Bertman in the it was Bertman in the tenth when they had a chance to close it out, and then it was Freeze in the eleventh to close out Game Six. David Freeze did the job. Yeah. Exactly. Really, really, but, really was a great series. Right. Oh, that was it. And we are and we are out of time. We are out of time. I just wanted to let everybody know that. Again, Michael Capper, yeah, thank, thank you. you very much for <laughs> returning thank to you. our show and being our, our featured guest. You are very informative as always. Anytime you need a wanderer, give me a call. Oh, well, we certainly worry. will. We'd love to have you back as as often as we can. Right. And, and good luck to all the teams. Thank good you. luck to everybody and Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Desi, for being our host for today. And go safe with God's abundant blessings, everybody. Have a wonderful week.